Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Practical ways to shine your light. Practical ways to shine your light. Now, as Christians, again, why I'm taking this a little bit forward is that it is not that Christians don't have light, but even Jesus also dwelt on certain things about light. That could be different dimensions I could, I could, I could go into and try to express the issue about light. James chapter 1 verse 17 says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. From the Father of lights. So he's describing God as the Father of lights. So that means that, what does that mean? It means that every child of God carries light. When you give your life to Christ, Your light comes on. Can I say that every every human being on earth has a lamp inside them? Proverbs says that you don't have them, but Proverbs Proverbs says that the the spirit of, of a man is the candlelight of God. But you can be carrying a candle and it's not be lit. So everybody has, in, 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 like, like I said, I was preaching to some young children yesterday and I was explaining to them about their other aspects. I was talking to them, like I said, I said, you saying that, you know, have you had the vu's before? They said, yeah. I said, if you think that this is all about you, your body and your brain, but those things go to sleep. So which one is awake? When you go, when you begin, when you can see the future from now, what, what what was happening? They all they all was coming up in their mind is that there is a candle there, but that candle is not lit. So when when and human beings are not expected to live in this world without light, Genesis chapter one shows us that that that. That before God could create life on heart, the first thing he said, let there be light. Why? Because light is life. When you see the plant, if you put, uh, when we're in school, they taught us photosynthesis. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Did they do it in YouTube? Amen. So, photosynthesis means that when you put a plant in a dark room and you put a little bit of light, you begin to see that that plant begins to grow towards the light. Why? Because that is where life comes from. So, that means that when light is not functioning, life is, is gone. So you see in John chapter 1, from verse 7, it says that 
He says that this man was a witness to bear, sorry, came for a witness, to bear witness to the light. And please, if you notice, that light is in capital letters. And said all, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness to that light. The Bible says that was the true light. What does that mean? I'll do a little bit of English. When the Bible says that was the true light, what does that mean? It means that the is a definite article. I can, if I tell you now, go and call me the boy. That means that there is a particular boy in mind. But if they had said he is, uh, sorry, he was a true light, that means that if I say go and call me a boy, you can go and pick out of any other boy there and bring them. But when he said D, so basically what I'm saying is that this is the main one. Any other light is wrong. Any other light doesn't exist. And he said, that is the true light that gives light. Please notice, and this is why it's so good, you know, when you read the scriptures, it's, it's just interesting, is that this light is capital letter. This light is small letter. Because this is the light that every man coming to the heart must have. But that light that everybody has comes from one true light. That means that if you are not connected to that light, you don't carry light. Does that make sense? Yeah. And see, that is why it's always also good and interesting to be around when, when we try to look at things together from the scriptures. The Bible calls God, like we read earlier, God it says that God is the father of all lights. So what is happening is that when God is being celebrated in a place, when God is coming alive in a place, what happens? Your lights begin to come on. Your lights begin to come on. I was talking to, he's not here in church today, I was talking to someone, he, he, uh, Samson, he, he, he's an artist. He does, he does some drawings, very good drawings and things like that. So I was preaching, and so I was talking to him one of those days, and I said to him, I said, when the sermon is going on, what comes to your mind? Then he began to say, some pictures begin to come to my mind. I said, carry your sketchboard and begin to draw it. Forget about if, why are you not writing someone? No, begin to sketch it out. Why? Because as light is coming forth, his own light is picking up. Does that make sense? He said to me, he said, he said an idea came so strong in my mind. I said, what is it? He said, I want to go to an homeless person. 
ask them, sit down with them, talk about their life, their challenge, and draw it in a picture and put it online and people will bid for it. When people buy it, that money, I will give it to that homeless person. Where did it come from? Light was coming forth and his own light was picking up. Does that make sense? That's why I tell you at times when we are doing praise and worship, I have my pen and my, and my pad. I'll be dancing, so we could dance to me. It's good to dance. But at times, so we could dance past. So when I'm dancing, I, some see some, so those are about probably see me. When worship was going on, at the time, I picked my Bible. Why? Because as light is coming through, your light is coming alive. Why, and why is this important? Isaiah chapter 60 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. What is so worrying about that statement? That means that the person had light. He said, because your light has come. So that means that the light was there, but they were sitting down. That's why people will come to services and say, how was that? It was wonderful, it was wonderful, it was wonderful. I, I used to say to us about a man, um, Pastor Chris Ajayi, he's in Nigeria. He went to um, an Oli Michael service. And, you know, people were, which is great. But he was saying that God, the Bible says that there are angels, there is what is called the wisdom of angels. And he was, he was writing something down and he didn't know how to, how, as in, he got blocked at a particular point in time. But as they're doing the area and every other thing, he was clapping, he was dancing, he was worshipping, but at the same time, ideas began to come up in his mind. He began to take his notes, started to write it down, put short forms, just jot bullet points. He would go back in there, they would clap and they would dance, he would go back and write it down. By the time he got home, Kisajayi sat down and put everything together. Took his textbooks and everything that he had to do, took it together. As, and he sent it. This is many, many, quite a while. And guess who got a wind? He was in Lagos. Who got a wind of it? His phone rang. Who was at the other end of the phone? It was Bill Gates. And Bill Gates said, we saw this, I saw this online, and I was wondering, where did this mind come from? And there are people who say, hey, hey, um, uh, uh, and, and they are doing it, and you know, <laughs> and light is coming through, light is coming through, and they are just, the best they will say is that, I saw an Indian that just would pass. And they just say, yeah, you saw me, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and someone saw that same angel pass. And because he was expecting something from that service, the light kept on coming and his light was coming. Chris Ajayi was chased out of a church at the time. Because he was saying to them, please, there's so much going on in this place. 
in the fold, there is so much going on. I said, hey, we, we, go out and this, this heretic preaching. No? God help us in Jesus' name. So the Bible says that every man that comes to this world, he gives them light. So that means that if you need light, the holy source is the true source, which is Christ. And Jesus now said in Matthew chapter 5, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 5, he says that, in the Bible says, he says, you are the light. Please notice again, he puts small patterns. You are the light of the world. Set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do they have a lamp and put it under a butcher, a basket, or a lamp, or, but on a lampstand that it gives light to all who are in the house. We would, we would be looking more into this, but I want to point out one thing to you. It says it gives light to all that are in the house. That means it is not everybody in the house that carries light. But because that light is in there, you, know, you are sitting down here and you're not carrying candle because there is another light there. So what he's saying is that you, when you begin to cooperate in your light, you walk into places where people are, don't know what to do. But as you speak to them, they don't, they don't have the light you're carrying. But because they can tap into that light, they can enjoy the blessings of that light. Does that make sense? And Jesus said, now, you are the light of the world. He said, so, let your light shine before men. I should say this to people. Jesus said, so, let your light, let your light so shine before men. This is not a prayer. God, let my light shine. God is saying, no, it is you that will shine your light. There's a prayer that we do. And we say, please read the Bible. Read the Bible. <laughs> it is you that shine your light. Now, so that's why I think it's important that we talk about the practical ways this light can be shown. You know, when you read the King James, it will tell you that you cannot light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now, this is what a bushel looks like, in case you don't know. This is what the bushel looks like. So Jesus is saying that you do not light a candle and cover it with this. Do you know what this is also means? What this also looks like? Is that if you tilt it upside down and put a candle on it, it becomes a stand. So the thing that is serving as a cover can also be used as a stand. The challenges that you think covers your light, that same challenge, challenge can be used as a start. When you say that there is too much issues around me, there is too much, oh, I don't even know what to do. There is so much darkness. God is saying, no, that same um, bucket, if you can turn it upside down and stand on it, that becomes your light. Does that make sense? 
Oh, in my career, you know, and you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be expressive that you're a Christian. So I, 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 I would rather hide inside that my career group. And God is saying, yes, yes, you see, but if you are, if you understand that that same career can be your platform. I was watching, and you know, maybe because I didn't follow it, I didn't know where I was. I was into Ken Franklin, and I saw that Ken Franklin won 13 Grammys in his, in his time. And yet there are some who say, ah, you know, ah, you know, this thing, the way things are, you need to, you need to be careful. That same place that you think you can hide yourself under could also be the platform that God has called you to, to, to function in. So it could be different different ways. Career, um, maybe ministry. And for some of us, we are if we some of us have hidden ourselves behind the pulpits. Some of us, church has become our basket. This is this is the literature that you say, mm, God is saying this. But when you get out, you can't say hmm. You are praying that God, what are you saying about this person? And your boss is going through a problem at work. And you are saying, you know, <laughs> you know, this is my own territory. And the church is now becoming a place where you hide. Because that's the place you feel comfortable. And God is saying, no. Your neighbor is there. What day have you ever said, God, you know, what are you saying about this person? So, when I'm talking about butcher, it's not only, it's not only, there are people who church has become their hiding place. That is the place they know that they can speak English. Rather than stepping out there, asking somebody, do you need prayers? I can pray for you. And Jesus was saying that the place that this, it, you, and that's what Jesus was talking about light. He said that, you know, you don't put that lamp, you don't hide it. Um, Luke chapter 11 verse 33 to 35. It says, No one lit a lamp and put it in a secret place under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see that light. Question, where are you hiding your own light? Where are you hiding your own light? 
Have you allowed religious environment to be your own cover? Rather than stepping out. Do you know one thing is that the intensity of light is is um, is supported by what by oxygen. Oxygen boosts boosts light or fire. That means that when you cover it, it may be there, but it loses any kind of impact. But when you expose that light and the wind comes, it begins to blow it and that light begins to spread. Most of the time, because you have hidden, no. If I, see, I used to tell some, somebody, somebody, I said, some Christians do not need the Holy Spirit. Because they don't need comfort. They've comforted themselves. The Bible says that when Jesus said the Holy Spirit, he said, I will send you another comforter. He said he will be an helper. If you are not in a position to be helped, why do you need an helper? You will never get to a point where you get to a point where somebody will say, are you sure you serve God? Let me see. So you are never there. The only thing you always speak for is I want to sleep. Let me see who had bread, who didn't eat bread. I have a friend who's been here a couple of times. Benjamin Ayala. He was preaching in, in the train station, at the train station. And he was preaching to a guy. And that man said, he met an atheist. And that man was very aggressive. Haman said, what kind of, this is, boy, this is, this is the problem. Why should they be allowing you to preach? And he, said, and he said, okay, if that your God is true, show me. And Benjamin said, is there anybody in this place that has any kind of secrets? <laughs> At the train station. What happened? London, everybody brought out phone. And the man said, I have X, Y, Z. And Benjamin Ajala stood forward and said, in the name of Jesus, that led God healed. Why did it happen? He put himself in a position that God had no choice than to come down. But so many Christians, <laughs> sorry, sir, sorry, sir, sorry, sir. <laughs> I don't mean to say, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying go and look for fire. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that do things that would, you know, that would allow help come. And I would um, do all a little bit. Sorry. I'll do a, a little bit more on. Um, okay. So I'm just checking my time. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you when there is one thing I want, the Bible says that the the highest 
is the, the lamp, sorry, the lamp of the body is the eyes. Therefore, if your eyes is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes is bad, then your body is full of darkness. Now, for some of us who did and, and commissions, a bit of science, light. There is something about light. Light travels in a straight direction. Hallelujah. Light travels in a straight direction. Light travels in a straight direction. And that means that because light travels in a straight direction, light has light has to be it has to be um, because light travels in a in a straight direction. Light has to be done in a way whereby it is focused on something. That means that if that light is not placed in such a way that is focused on something, that light will be useless. Because light travels in a very straight direction. So if I know that light travels in a straight direction, I need to point it at something accurately for it to get that maximum impact. Why is that important? Is that you cannot be a general Bogboniche Christian. Where exactly has God called you? The reason why our light is not having impact is because we want to do this, do this, do that. We want to do everything. But the problem is that one thing with light is that light has, has to be held at a direct point. As God called you into your place, in your career place, aim it at that direction. But my neighbor used to say something. He said, he asked God one day, and God, uh, and so he said he wanted to be a prophet. He said, I want to be like, I want to be telling people this is what God is saying. And anyways, God said, why do you need that? And God said to him, if you stay where I have called you, you will discover that as you heal your life directly, all the things that you think you need, okay, come around. If you meet the next one, but when Baba is speaking, I will say, God is saying something here. There are people who call Baba a prophet. Why? Because once you begin to stay on that line and not try to move this way 
or that way. You begin to see that even if it's keyboard that you're playing, you begin to start people saying, you know, when that person begins to play, my, my, my mind begins to, something keeps dropping into my mind. Why? Because he, that person has aimed their light at a direction. One of the challenges we have become in our fold is that people seem to have God grant us grace. I'm saying this not to, I'm just saying that you need to, we need to, that is what makes it have direction and purpose. Is that you see you see someone now who is... Okay, let me give you an example. In the Bible, Paul. Paul was prophetic. Paul had different... He could heal, he could do all sorts of things, but Paul remained an apostle. He did not have a position, neither did he put something to join it. Jesus functioned in all the offices but he only accepted one name, Rabbi. Why? Because, see, you need to understand that because you can. I've seen people who have approached and said, that, that guy is a prophet. I know, well done. Thank you. We need to learn to focus on what God has called us to. And stop shooting your light here and there. Then it doesn't have impact. See, in the in and that is what we need. I believe that as we begin to and not keep combining roles. Apostle, teacher, prophet, why? Even in our normal world. You cannot move from a, 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 a you cannot be today a teacher in maths and tomorrow be a medical doctor. It doesn't happen. So how come people start from one, move into another, and move into another? You will never see it in scriptures. When they start with one, they hang on that leg. Why? Because it helps them to hang accurately. Does this make sense? And as I keep saying to us, is that because you are anointed as a prophet does not mean you only function, your, your, your ministry is in the church. Daniel was a, was a prophet. His ministry was consulting for government. There are some people that God would anoint in, in this church that their main ministry will be once they enter the political world, they'll be telling people, this is what is going to happen. This is what we're supposed to do. Why? Because 
That is where God has called them to remain. Are we together? So what are we saying? Please ensure that your light is positioned. If you carry light, for it to shine well, it must be aimed at something. Stop shooting your light everywhere. Someone called me to come and minister somewhere. They know they were doing something. They wanted to do um, a school of ministry and things like that. So the person called me. And the person said, ah, we need you to come and... And this is even teaching. The person said, we need you to come and teach us. I've forgotten about the person said, we need you to come and do some classes for us in XYZ. I said, okay. I said, the problem is that you have, you have called the wrong person. I said, I can tell you somebody, and the person is within the church. Please, I will tell this person to come and speak to you on this particular issue. Because when you want somebody to really go in depth in this particular area and topic, this is the person who understands it better. This is the person who understands it better. So, as we, as we, as Orlando saying to us is this, please find your own space and focus on it. And be comfortable where God has called you. I used to say to people that, you know, when we get to heaven, some people will be missing identity. You have identity, identity problem. Because God will say, sweeper, dio, adidiji, come forward. No, sir, I'm not a sweeper. No. When I called you, I called you to sweep. Why have you promoted yourself from a sweeper? Something else. I would put this way as I just pull this a little bit together as we. Is that when, see, just the same way, and I say this. Jokingly, any country where you see so many people doing a job, it's only in our country. So I don't know all of us are Nigerians, but in, in Nigeria, that's where you have a local government, you have 15 type, uh, typists, one typewriter. What does that become? Battle of the fittest. So it doesn't matter if you are skilled, it is going to be the battle of the fittest. Now, when we now say, you have anointed you as prophet, this is your role, there is no other thing, and things like that. And some people are anointed to minister to people outside. So we now have one chair, we have 15 people.
What's it going to become? Battle of the fittest. That's why I don't preach in some churches again. You know? God help me. Amen. Because I just see that. And, and now I'm going to show you one thing as we. Now, can we read Hacts? Sorry, you don't have everything there. The Bible says that how God anointed, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do we have it? How, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He went around doing good. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Sorry, I got... Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit yes. and with power. Mm -hmm. He went about doing good yeah. and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Please, the Bible says that Jesus went around Delivering all those that were oppressed of the devil. The question is, is, it, is that all that Jesus did? Oppression of the devil. Do you know that Jesus fed people? The Bible classified that as oppression. When we read oppression of the devil, the thing we focus on is ah somebody that is flying from somewhere. But oppression of the devil is also featured when people do not have food on their tables. Does that make sense? That is why when you read Isaiah chapter 61, he said, he said, he said, arise and shine for your light. Sorry, um, sorry, he said, he said, um, um, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. When you read so much, Yoruba, and you remember, you can read it up. He says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor and to bind the broken hearted. Please, what is broken heart? Emotional issues. We say, what are you anointed for? Me, I'm not anointed for this kind of people that cry. <laughs> My own anointing is to, is to kick, is to kick out the devil. The first two parts of Jesus' ministry, as highlighted in Isaiah chapter 61, was not what you call spiritual. Why, why, what am I saying is that maybe where God is pushing you to to go and shine your whole light is different. Can I ask us a question? The Bible says that Jesus said, when you shine, when you said you are all the light of the world. And he said, people who enter the room may use your light to do what? To see. Please, if every one of us is carrying light now, who are we helping to see? Does that not make sense? 
if all we, if this is where we shine light, so you shine light into my eyes, I shine light into yours. Amen. Hallelujah. So, and Jesus said, if you go back to that, he says, he says that, the Bible says, the Bible says that, he says, he says, when you shine your light, he said, people will see your good works and they will help you able to keep glory to God. Can I tell you one thing? The difference between a servant of God and a magician. When a servant of God is ministering, they should leave you with the ability that you too, by the strength of God, can achieve just like they are achieving in their own field. Not the same field, but in their own field. A magician will perform and every, everybody's attention will be like, wow, I can never become like that. That's a magician. But a servant of God should leave you inspired so that you too can pursue what God has called you to do. That's here between a servant of God and a magician. So if I come and baboose you with scriptures now, I go, wow, I can never be like that. I failed. Because the aim is that when you see good works, your praise should not come to me. You should go to God. You should be able to see, people should be able to see the good works that you do and say, thank God for this life of, life of this person. See, good works are in different dimensions. I did the best I can do. There is a whole woman that says opposite us. We carry the bean every single day. Even our mother knows when she sees grandma's bean outside, you go and carry it. Because what people see is not your tongues or your shouting hallelujah. What people see is that good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we bring this to, to a close, The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, let's just go, Isaiah chapter 60. Yeah. It says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. What does this mean in simple English? Get up. Do something. Now, please notice that it said, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. Behold, the, um, there is darkness covers the heart, even thick darkness, the people. The, but the Lord will arise over, will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. So 
what God is saying is that once you step out and you start to do the little that you can, your gl- the glory of God will be seen through you. Are we saying why, why are people not seeing God's glory? It's because we are sitting down and doing nothing. Maybe it's the extra mile you can go for someone. Impact somebody's life. I was listening to a group of, a group, a group of um, doctors in Nigeria who have contributed the little money that they can. And they were by a couple of them from, from, a, um, from, um, from a church. They're not too much. What they now do now is that the little they can, it may not be visible, but they now bought a small ambulance. They are applying Lagos Ibado Express Road. In case an accident happens, they give them first aid and they carry them to the hospital. That is their whole good work. And their light is shining. What are we doing here? God is baptizing us with lights. But the question is, what are you going to do with that light? I shared the example of, of, of Samson with us. As God was inspiring him to do something, he said, I need to influence somebody's life. And that is what it means to practically shine your light. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.